for me, the Sistema is the, the art of, uh, of seeing with the body, with the mind, with the eyes, the ears, everything. And often we don't look in the right direction. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Sistema, and this is Sistema for Life. So, Vincent, thanks very much for joining us on uh, Sistema for Life. Hey, you're welcome, Glenn. It's a pleasure. Thank yeah. you for inviting me. Oh, not at all. Yeah, my pleasure. I've, um, I've, I've heard lots about you from uh, Mike Azcool, who's our mutual acquaintance who uh, who set us up. And uh, it sounds like you have some uh, really fascinating viewpoints on Sistema. We haven't actually crossed paths personally um, in training just yet, but I'm hoping we can change that at some point. I have to come over and visit my family who now live in southern Spain uh, at least once a year or two. So uh, maybe I'll be able to make the trip up towards uh, Geneva and, uh, and come train with you. Yes, stop by Switzerland and Geneva. We're happy to be here to have you, of course. Grand. Real. So first up, um, same stuff as usual on the podcast. So can you tell the folks a little bit about yourself? Um, where do you come from and how did you get started in Sistema training specifically? Uh, sure, of course. Um, I am studied economics and criminology uh, That's uh, in the university and I started as, uh, I don't know, like uh, in this, uh, I was doing investigations in the field of uh, financial crime. Mm. Um, worldwide, so that that kept me busy uh, for a little while. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, but it was too much for me, so I decided to change uh, change uh, career, and I started to study uh, hypnosis. So mm. now I'm director of a big hypnosis school here in uh, in Switzerland. Um, had my private practice, uh, etc. It's going well. So this is a field of uh, another field of investigation that is uh, far more fun and healthy. Uh, from my point of view, than uh, than financial uh, intelligence investigation. So, can I ask, is that um, like a like clinical hypnotherapy, or what kind of, um, or is it like self-directed hypnotherapy? I know there's various kinds. So. There are various kinds. It's, uh, I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I, I don't work in hospital except at the demand of the of, of the patients or the clients. It's mostly um, self-development, stress, uh, trauma. Um, uh, hard times, uh, phobia, uh, fear, uh, everything basically that is subconscious and, and mind related, uh, we can help uh, using hypnosis. And of course, I teach uh, self-hypnosis as well, which is just uh, how to hypnotize yourself and go deep inside yourself. There are actually many, many different similarities between uh, hypnosis and Sistema from my point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Maybe we can um, get into some of those as we go along. I've I've been working with um, in stress research here as, in the United States as well, and I've been using some systemic techniques, some breath work, and some visualizations and things that we use. And the team of psychologists that um, that I'm working with are attempting to categorize it. <laughs> they're like, is it stress exposure therapy? Is it kind of autogenic training? They're not quite sure what it is because they're like, this seems to be working on a bunch of levels. So maybe we can get onto that uh, a little bit later on in the in the, in the podcast. Yeah, with pleasure. Uh, as far as martial arts go, I started martial arts when I was about 10 years old. I, I, did, I did a bunch of stuff. Um, I was really involved in the Jeet Kune Do and Filipino martial arts for, for some time. Yeah. And, and then, I, you know, when you do martial arts, I guess you, you look uh, videos on YouTube on what's effective, what's not, what's where, blah, blah, blah. And then I came across a, a knife video uh, of Vladimir Yeah. Uh, about 10 years ago. Hmm. I looked at it for about one year, hmm. uh, and then I went to Paris because I was living in Brussels at the time. I went to Paris during with uh, Jérôme uh, Cadian, yeah. uh, guy, and uh, he's the first guy who exposed me to, to Sistema, and I just loved it. 
I, I realized that uh, my 20 some years of training in martial arts could not help me solve the problems I was confronted with. Uh, uh, a little bit like a kid with a bunch of tools, but I could not figure out how, how it worked. So it really triggered something inside of me, and then I decided to to quit everything that I was doing and then get involved in, uh, in Sistema. So what, that was the time you were still working in criminal financial investigations? So around that same time you found Jerome and uh, Sistema, or is that is yeah. a kind of confluence there? It's a weird, uh, it's weird influence. I don't think I could have jumped into hypnosis if, you, if I hadn't a few years of Sistema before. Hmm. So I started Sistema and then I, I, was, I was sick of my job and then I realized, oh, okay, there's something out out there that I'm interested in and then it really helped me to go through that the training and because it's really working on yourself and uh, and Sistema helped me do the hypnosis course and, and everything that, that came with it. Great. Okay. So you, so you were exposed through Jerome and, and how did things develop after that? And did you travel to train? Have you been across to Moscow or um, Toronto HQ or have you mostly trained in and around Europe? Well, after about six months of training with Jerome, uh, going back and forth, Brussels and Paris, uh, I think my first trip was to Toronto. Uh, yes, it was in Toronto and we did a seminar. I think it was a seminar with uh, Vladimir and Sergei. Uh, hmm. I think that was that seminar. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. Uh, but it was just, uh, or maybe it was another one. I forgot. This has been a long time. Yeah. But yeah, that, I was amazed by uh, Vladimir's skills, openness, uh, friendliness, and the way his body was completely free. Uh, I mean, from my point of view, again. Yeah. I was completely amazed, and I, I discovered a field of exploration, discoveries, uh, failures, uh, <laughs> and so on. That just were very appealing to me. Uh, shortly after that, I went to Moscow. So on and off, I don't know. I've been to Toronto quite a bit of time. I haven't for, for a little while now because of, of my development of my activities here yeah. in Geneva mostly, and uh, to Moscow a few times. Yes. Gotcha. So, um, so you moved into hypnosis after that and started um, training and. and and then ultimately picking up clients and doing things. Did you, when you first came into Sistema, um, having done Filipino martial arts and other things, did you notice right away that it was just different on a a level in terms of like the psychology of it? Or or was that something that you came to appreciate over time after you'd done a bit more training in hypnosis and things? No, I think I realized right away, but I was not aware of the depth. Uh, For me, learning Sistema is like learning English. After a week, you can say a few words, you can travel to the US and Australia and, and, and get by. Hmm. Be able to write like Shakespeare or some of these authors, uh, it's a lifetime, if not more, of, uh, of work, uh, self-exploration. And that's, for me, that's what Systema is all about. Hmm. Um, so, but I realized right away that there was something more uh, than, than any other arts that I, was, uh, that I studied before. Yeah. So, so it seems now that you have that your field of interest is is quite wide. You, you, you know, when I look at your online presence, you, you kind of have a, an interest in the movement of the body, and a lot of people, I think, especially Sistema instructors, develop like a new appreciation of body movement and healing and things like that. And there's there's more than a few of us who are involved in like massage or like kind of kinetic therapies or physiotherapies and things like that. As a result of doing Sistema, it's almost kind of infects you, right? You can't escape from your body and what it feels, um, but. Also, you also have the psychological aspect, and you and you seem to you study communication, and you study kind of like emotions and other things like that. So, how has your study of Sistema 
pervaded your other work or, or vice versa? You know, how, how does your other work feed into um, uh, your system? Well, they both, they both have been feeding each other in one way or the other. Like, for example, in my hypnosis practice, I, I work more and more with the body. Mm. And in my stemma practice, I work more and more with emotions, fear, and the mind. Mm. Um, and that's why I like the work of Constantine Kamarov so much because he's all into that. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it's it's been like before, you know, I, I was separating them from one another, but now sometimes I don't even know if I'm doing stemma, body work, uh, hypnosis. I I just I just work with people. Yeah. And uh, and I think depending on the issues that some of them share with me where some of the issues are easier to solve working on the body as a way through the mind yeah and some of the issues are easier to work from the mind into the body hmm. uh, so it's 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 very handy and to, to have these both both of these approach amongst others i guess to to work with people yeah so who's and Probably this is a daft question because you have such a wide range of clients probably or people that come to you. But who would be like your typical patient, the, the typical person that comes to you for help? What kind of what kinds of things are they normally um, having trouble dealing with? Uh, well, it's funny because it, it really depends on, uh, on, the, on the, the period. Like for several months you have these kind of issues and for several months you have these kind of issues. Hmm. I've had months uh, with uh, with phobia, uh, you know, plain uh, people phobia, uh, women's phobia. Yeah, I, I had that. Uh, nowadays, I work more with uh, with trauma, with trauma, uh, either from you know humanitarians related issues yeah. uh, where they've been exposed with uh, terrible working conditions, uh, whether with refugees and so on. Um, quite a bit of uh, of sexual related issues like rape yeah. uh, and stuff like that. Mm. Um, yeah, ma mainly, yeah, mainly trauma uh, nowadays. Yeah, and I have no explanation for that. I don't know. It just come by waves, and then you have these people, and they they're all very unique and different, and they I'd never approach a person in the same the same way. Everyone is unique. Sure. Um, but I see some tendencies, and it goes from. I don't know, a few months bring the shares of, uh, of similar suffering. Yeah. So you, you, you're not really teaching, uh, you're not really treating a class of problem. You're just uh, people come to you and, and you treat them holistically, basically, with, with all of the knowledge or skill that you have. Yeah, exactly. I, ne I never know. And for me, the, that's why I usually don't talk about it before. I, I don't prepare what I do. Mm. I don't even know what I do. Uh, and I just get to know the person, try to build a framework in which the person feels comfortable to share whatever it needs to be shared yeah. and, and work can be done. And then sometimes I work with body, sometimes with mind, sometimes we do hypnosis, sometimes we just talk. Hmm. Uh, uh, it's, it's very different from, from one person to another. Right. And, uh, it's a very, I feel very fortunate to, to be able to receive these uh, life experiences and it's, I love my job. It's, it's, the, it's the best job in the world. You know, you see a person, it, it gives you something, a present, like, uh, yeah. and sometimes it's a trauma, sometimes there's something terrible, but, but the only, the only thing you need to be working on is yourself to be able to receive the gift, that gift. And then you go with the flow and you work with the person trying to, to 
led her to its own, his or her own path, and then that's it. It's, it's, it's a great, great job. Wow, real. <laughs> so, so what form? Um, so, what form does that kind of take with your work? Is it, do you have like kind of? Do you split your time between doing that kind of work, which is like most of what you're doing, which is treating clients and patients, and then you set aside some other time for studying Systema, or does it all bleed into itself? I mean, do you teach, presumably you have regular like group classes and things like other Systema instructors, or um, do you do one-to-one classes as well? Does it, does it all kind of mesh together and some of your client base comes from Systema and vice versa? Or? <laughs> Well, now more and more, yeah, I have some clients who come because we've created the, the school. Our school is called the Subrosa Sistema. Yeah. We created it in 2011. Mm-hmm. Well, I say we because we're, I have a few instructors now, but I basically created it by myself. Mm. Uh, matter of fact, I, mean, I will remember all my life, my first class, the first class that I gave, uh, I had only one student and that student was myself. <laughs> right. Uh, because nobody showed up. Right. Uh, that was... 2011. So, uh, of course, over the years, uh, we have uh, quite a group now, yeah. uh, and it's a lot of fun uh, to explore that. And some of my clients go to Systema to gain from, from what there is to gain, and some of the people I meet through Systema end up in my in my practice. Although I'm not pushing that at all, I just people know, and then they ask, "Oh, what about this? What about that?" Yeah. So it's blending a little bit uh, more and more. Hmm. I don't know. I guess it's because of me too. And since I'm blending more and more both of them, hmm. well, I guess people are more and more interested in, in both approaches. Yeah, I was just curious as to whether or not um, you draw, draw more people looking for help than the average Systema instructor. And even as a as a subset of martial arts, I think um, Systema, once you realize what it can do, and maybe it's a word of mouth effect where people who train um, feel like they're healing old traumas, be they physical or emotional, and they start talking to their friends about it, then it brings in other people who maybe wouldn't have tried martial arts, but they have similar traumas. And they're like, well, if you help this guy to sleep, then maybe you can help me to sleep. And if you help this person be less afraid of crowds or something, then maybe maybe I can benefit too. So I've seen a lot of that um, in my group, you know, where people have pulled people in and then everybody gets to benefit. And I think it was Emmanuel Manolakakis, um, I was up in Toronto a couple of weeks ago, and uh, training at his place in five club and he was saying that you know he just started the class as he does you know sometimes he'll just go into a barrage of talk uh, while he's doing something and he's just like guys guys you know with martial arts you know you've got to be especially as instructors you have to be ready to look after people because you know why do people do martial arts because usually you get a lot of people doing martial arts because they had a problem right maybe physically you know the classical approach uh, explanation is somebody was bullied and they just want to feel stronger or they or maybe they were actually attacked you know physically and they just they don't want that to happen again or they want to have some tools so they feel more empowered he goes well maybe they come for another reason they're kind of damaged in some way but he's like usually most of us are kind of damaged you know, that, was, that was kind of the way that he described it and it was kind of funny and people laughed but i was there like nodding to myself like mm-hmm, yeah yeah like you know there's a little bit but to my mind everybody's a little bit damaged right we've just got all different types of damage our, our bodies are like little roadmaps that we carry around of, of all the pain and all the things we've ever been worried about and things and um and martial arts maybe is just an outlet for that in regardless of what kind of martial arts it is but system is very interesting in that it it really attempts to get in there and heal things rather than kind of paper over it with a veneer of courage or something, right? Um, so I was just wondering from your point of view or curious as to whether or not, because you have these additional skills and you probably can't help but um, 
but start doing that, right? It's, it's probably hard for you to separate and be like, no, I'm just going to teach you, you know, purely some movement or something like that. It's, it's probably quite hard not to look into how you could help to fix the person. And we all do at a certain level, I think, systemic instructors as well. Like whether or not you, you attract more of that, you know, or, or, or maybe people open up and feel more comfortable doing that with you. I don't know. Yeah, I think more and more, yes. But I also think, although for me, my from my point of view again, which is on my point of view, I think Systema can really help people to go so deep and, and solve so many issues. Mm. But it's still very, very uh, demanding. Mm. In, uh, in my point of view, not a lot of people are ready to go through that because it's so demanding. Yeah, and, and it requires hard work and. Uh, Again, Constantine was here, you know, beating me up for five days, just reminding me of how much of a hard time and hard work we need to put in yeah. to have some results. And so I think, yes, it attracts more and more people like that. But but at the same time, at some point, they realize that it's going to require a lot of effort uh, hmm. for them to use Systema to go through that. And um, and I think that's why some of them then go back to hypnosis or go back to more... Um, I don't know, less uh, intense practice. Yeah. Although I, although I still believe Systema is, is, is the best uh, healing, um, I don't know how you call it, healing tool or whatever, although I don't like to categorize it as a tool, hmm. but it requires a lot of effort. Yeah. And a lot of people nowadays, I don't think, are up for the task because it's too much. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a personal thing. It's one of those things you get out however much you put in, right, I guess. Exactly. That's exactly that. Uh, you have to be very active. Yeah. And uh, well, although you know, I try my best to make people as active as as, as possible, because uh, you're not ever solving problems for the people. You can create the framework in which the people can heal themselves. Yeah. But you can never, whether hypnosis or systema, do it for them. Hmm. Uh, no advices. No, it doesn't work like that. I'm. I'm never solving anybody's problems uh, and sometimes it's a misconception and, and sometimes by, by therapists as well they believe that because they're, they're called therapists they need to solve the person's problem hmm. well it's not up to them because the pro- if they do it for the person the person is still it's not a victim but it's still very passive he didn't do it by himself yeah it's a so, dependent relationship <laughs> Yes, hmm. yes, and also it makes it yeah dependent. What 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 if he needs to solve another problem with the same tool? He won't won't be able to. Yeah, and um, so as a growing process, I think it's important to create the right conditions in which the person can heal itself. Hmm. Um, so the person be independent as much as possible. Yeah, it's interesting um, to hear you say that because that's definitely a misconception. Um, I think that most people have about hypnosis and maybe even myself to a certain extent. I, I don't know very much about hypnosis. I studied it a little bit um, going back, but then kind of lost the thread. Maybe I wasn't prepared to put in the time I don't know, uh, <laughs> on that particular modality. But, um, but there, there definitely is this popular conception that you know, hypnotherapy is maybe or, or hypnosis type therapies are things that you turn to when you can't do it for yourself, right? There's this idea that if you can't lose weight or you can't stop smoking or you can't, you know, stop thinking about something, a phobia, then a, hyp- a hyp- hypnotist or a hypnotherapist will do it to you, right? There's this concept, there's this idea that they're, they're fixing you in some way. They're like changing your brain by hypnotizing you. But that's not at all what's happening, right? Is it you're, you're, leading, them, you're leading them to an understanding of themselves in a different way? Is that fair to say? Oh. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, you I I can bet you anything that you that today I don't know what time it is at your place, but uh, it's the morning or the evening. I forgot. Uh, afternoon, two thirty p.m. here in North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I I can bet you anything that you've already been hypnotized before this talk, and you will be hypnotized after, hmm. because it's a normal mode in which your brain turns into when it's hyper focused on something, and then you forget the outside world because you're hyper focused on the book. Yeah. Or you're hyper focused on a movie or your computer, and then you tend to have emotions, although you know it's fake. Hmm. When you do the movie, you know it's fake. It doesn't make you less afraid or less, whatever, sad because of the story. But your brain gets so much into it, forgets a bit of reality. Hmm. And in the country, sometimes things are so boring that you lose track of what it is, and you go wander in your head about your next vacation, your next Sistema seminar, or God knows what. Yeah. Uh, so it's something that our brain can do. And what you can do in this, in, when, when you start to enter this, uh, this door, you can start to decide the way your conscious brain communicates with all the subconscious parts that makes up the subconscious mind. Hmm. So instead of the subconscious doing something for you, thinking it's the best way, meaning... Uh, I've been bit by a dog when I was five years old, so now every time I see a dog, my legs start, uh, start shaking hmm. because the brain wants to protect me. That's the only way, for say, as an example, that the brain has found to, as a warning signal that something may go wrong. Hmm. But at a certain point, that person may be sick of this way of doing. But consciously, it is very hard to change that because it's a very old habit. Yeah. So, Hypnosis will help you to tap into your subconscious mind and pattern in order to, to program or to teach yourself another way to do it. For me, hypnosis is all about communication and about learning. Hmm. So you're teaching yourself another automatic process to do something that you have done automatically for some time, for a long time. Hmm. Uh, but it's definitely not somebody who's doing it for you, although it tends, people tend to think that because of what we see on stage, what we see on TV, uh, it's the show. It may work for some time, and although the person is also up for it, I don't believe you can hypnotize anybody who doesn't want to be hypnotized. Yeah. Uh, but on the contrary, I believe you can hypnotize anyone, hmm. as long as it wants to learn. It's a learning process. Yeah. Because the, your brain, you don't need me to be hypnotized. Yeah. But sometimes, you just don't know. So I can show you how you hypnotize yourself. And as a start, I'll, I would hypnotize you, just to hmm. show you how it Right. It's a very friendly approach. I, I love it. I know there are many, many misconceptions about it. Yeah. And I, I can't blame people. I was afraid too when I started 10 years ago. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely, I mean, straight away when you talk about it that way, I can see the parallels with what we do even as systemic instructors, right? In the beginning of a class, everybody's lying down and you're talking to them and you're guiding them in a process of letting go of tension and feeling more and more of their body and paying closer attention to sensations and, you know, just kind of being more at home with the whole unity of their mind and their body as one unit and all of those things, right? And in that process, we're essentially, you know, inducing 
a, an altered mental state, right? That's what we're doing when we talk people through that. And if you're good at it, you can do it right away. If not, it's, you know, <laughs> it might take you half an hour and 400 push-ups to get somebody to relax, right? <laughs> but if you're good at it, I found over the years, I'm, I'm better and better at relaxing people. And then, then you can move on to things a little bit quicker, you know, as you go through. So, so where do you, so you see, obviously there's a big similarity there. Where do you see the difference in the approaches between what you do just on, uh, on a, on a psychological level with hypnosis and what we do in Systema? Um, is it purely just that Systema is more from the neck down, that we have more of an emphasis on the somatic and the body? Or, is, or are there other things that make them unique as modalities? Uh, for me, a big difference is uh, the relation. It's the first thing that strikes my mind because I'm, I'm, I usually see similarities and um, less differences, but uh, it's a good question. Uh, but the first thing that strikes my mind, that comes to my mind, is uh, is pain, hmm. physical pain. With Systema, we we use physical pain as a, as a tool to to go deep inside ourselves and show attention or old injuries to, to tell tell about ourselves, or limitations. What should we? It's a great tool. It's a, it's a great tool. In hypnosis, uh, we don't we won't use that. Hmm. Uh, hypnosis has been has been known for years um, as a as a pain reliever or a pain whatever. Um, that's why in hospital a lot of, uh, of surgery now are performed uh, under hypnosis. Mm. Even face reconstruction surgeries. I've heard amazing stories of people being able to hypnotize themselves while a doctor would remove a tumor um, under their nose. Wow! Uh, one of my clients did that. I was just amazed. I mean. I can go to the dentist without any anesthesia. Uh, mm. but, uh, well, first I have good teeth, and second, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know about my breaking my nose or going under my nose. I don't know if I do that. Um, <laughs> you don't want to, tr- don't want to <laughs> test it to that extent. <laughs> no, I don't want to test it. Uh, but but yeah, it's mostly the relation with pain, uh, I think, and and also physical effort. Uh, that is related to the working system. In hypnosis, we we don't have that. And I think I tend to link both, but a lot of hypnotists tend to be very much in their head and emotions. Yeah. Um, A lot of system people tend to be in their body and emotions, but not so much in their head. Hmm. See, it's it's very, uh, not rough, but it's very... um, it's a limited comparison that I'm doing here. I'm very simple. Over, I'm oversimplifying. Sure. But that's the main differences that I would emphasize. Yeah, I, and I understand. That, that was a huge question as well. So there's probably, <laughs> given like 10 more minutes or half an hour or a couple of days, you could probably write an essay on all the similarities and differences, I'm sure. But it's, uh, it's good to... It's a great, it's a great question. Yeah. It definitely made me, made me think uh, in the coming days. Don't miss your chance to train with senior Systema instructor Martin Wheeler at the four-day masterclass North Carolina, October 10th to 13th, 2019. The theme this year is Soft Work to Full Speed, a progressive multi-day exploration of fighting tactics, covering basic moving and striking, advanced grappling and takedowns, full speed knife and stick work, and tapping the unconscious mind in combat. The event is strictly limited to 35 persons, and advanced pricing is $650 for both days by April the 1st, with the option of a non-returnable deposit of $150 to hold your Register online at ncsystema.com slash events or email us for more details. I'm reminded actually a little bit of um, 
sometimes different modalities in body work, you know, in massage. We have uh, one guy who comes to our seminars and I've been working with him for years. He used to train Sistema, but not so much anymore because he, he cares for his son who's um, um, very ill, who he has to look at. He's has like 24 hour care with him all the time. So he doesn't get to come out and uh, train Sistema anymore pretty much that way. But he's a phenomenal um, body worker. He's trained in a lot of different modalities of um, kind of like Rolf structural integration, like osteopathy, about six, seven different disciplines. And now he has something which you just couldn't even really classify because there's so many different things informing his approach right um but typically when he works on you it's it's extraordinarily painful like in the it's it's not like a nice tickle you warm you up type massage you know he'll he'll, he'll look at you he'll analyze your movement and your gait and uh, he'll look at the way you do a push-up or something and then he'll be like all right i got it and he'll just make you lay down in a position and he'll stick something with his foot and then he'll make like the way we do in sistema doing pressure uh, body weight massage but then he'll also make you reach and stretch in very specific directions in order to pull things apart or into reset kind of fascial chains or or, um, or just to kind of wake up your nervous system so that you remember how to fire something again, right? But and he's extraordinarily precise. Like he can he can fix old problems that have been hanging around for like years in about fifteen minutes, you know. And uh, and his only problem is that he's so efficient at fixing people that he doesn't have many return clients, right? <laughs> he fixes people and they go away, and then they it's like the opposite of chiropractic, where people tend to come back again and again, you know. Um, but so he fixes people and they go. So we have him during seminars and you can hear people shrieking when he's in like the room off to the side and he's like coaching them to reach and they're like ah and he's like breathe and he's like and and people are having a rough time but they come out um structurally integrated right the body is in a better better it's more free right um and he he said that with sistema people he can work faster and more deeply because they're willing to go through the pain, right? They're willing to understand that the pain is information and that they can work with it and end it within themselves a little bit to let them go deeper and faster. And that with other people, he often has to, uh, to approach it by degrees. He still gets to those places, but he has to do it gradually. So, um, sorry, it's a long way of explaining this difference. But so this one guy, Aaron Marco, that we know, right? So he works very directly and and with a great deal of discomfort, typically on the on the receiving end of the person. Um, and then uh, I have another colleague, Bill Paravano, who's out in Western North Carolina now. Also also a Sistema instructor. He founded Sistema Louisville some years ago and then used to teach in Charleston. He's kind of moved around a lot. And he has this opposite approach that he learned in Russia and Ukraine called orthobionomy, where he'll position parts of the body in such comfort. He'll, he'll literally take an injury and he'll put you, you know, prop you up on a couple of cushions or something, and then he'll hold your shoulder in such a way that there's no pain anymore. He'll find the one position where it's so comfortable, nothing happens. And then he'll just keep you there for like two, three minutes. And then eventually all of the pain, all of the tension you were holding around the injury and everything just drops away as your nervous system gets bored and you go back into parasympathetic state and you'll let go of things. So he does this extraordinarily gentle thing based on, hyper comfort for the want of a better phrase and whereas aaron does this thing where he's he puts you he highlights the pain he shows you what you're doing to yourself so that you let go of it right and to me that sounds a little bit like the same kind of difference you're talking about with um with hypnosis and systema that systema will highlight your pain and discomfort so that you can let go of it and end it within yourself and it sounds a little bit like um in hypnosis you're trying to you're inducing or you're helping somebody to get into a like a hyper comfort state where they can feel where they can feel more is that or am i completely off off key there just, mm. no not completely off i think they, they, they both work with the emotions mm. for me hypnosis is like doing it's like surfing emotions working with your emotions and and systemic a little bit too uh just different approach uh 
it's just two different ways to go deep inside yourself. I think one is more body through the body, and hypnosis is, is really through the mind. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen, for example, it was a, a great example. Uh, I had a, a person who who wanted to let go of her. She had an anger issue. Like she she felt like huge anger. Yeah. And uh, we did something with hypnosis. She was very relaxed, and but. The anger was still there, so I, I went deeper with hypnosis and I added a little bit of breathing, and then she felt very, very uncomfortable, and then the anger wanted to come out. And she said, "I, I, I'm sorry, but I feel like I, I really need to fight someone." Okay. And uh, I looked at her and I said, "I, I, I love fighting. Let's do, let's do that. Let's fight." <laughs> you come to the right place. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, of course, I set up a framework. The idea is not to do another fight club and have my face all scratched up. Uh, it was not that. But we, 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 did a, we set up a framework and I said, okay, here are the basic rules and you need to do this. You need to we start from the ground up. And, then, and so we wrestled for an hour. And then, uh, of course, I was working with her, like doing some uh, dynamic massage and pain and point pressure and, and playing with her and also doing some... And suggestions and, and talking to her why we were uh, actually fighting. Yeah. Whether you call it fighting at this point or not, I don't know. Mm. Uh, that's very subjective. Uh, but at the end, it was gone, and it's been months now, and and uh, we keep in touch, and uh, it's 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 gone. And it has been about 15 years uh, that she had that uh, that anger, stomach pain, uh, ulcers, uh, and the doctors just know what to do with it. Wow. So. Uh, it's a very complementary approach, I think, uh, and I think what we do in Sistema is just uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, and the more you practice, the more you, uh, I like to say, you grow into the arts, mm. uh, into the art of, uh, of Sistema. The more you, I hope people understand how how lucky we are to to have the chance to to learn that and, and have that in our hands. I mean, it's uh, it's fascinating. Hmm. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that's a uh, that's an amazing story. It's, um, obviously, but the first rule of therapeutic Fight Club is don't talk about therapeutic Fight Club, right? So we'll have to we'll have to strike this and edit it out afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's on you. <laughs> Great. So so I understand you just uh, you mentioned you just had Constantine um, come out for a seminar um, at your place. I mean, I've had the privilege of uh, training with Constantine uh, quite a few times, mostly at like long longer seminars like the immersion camps, and then he did one in Seattle um, some years ago, like a wilderness survival camp which was awesome for a whole week like out there um and every time i've trained under constantine i've i've learned something fundamentally that's changed my worldview right my whole mindset about things right not just like picked up some new ideas about systema i'm like oh i had this completely wrong you know <laughs> like every time i've, I've uh, worked with him and i think the three biggest things that i've picked up from him um like the first immersion camp that i did with him was probably about 2008 or something like that um over the course of a week it kind of showed me that one your attention, your consciousness can go anywhere at once, right? It doesn't have to live in your head. It can live in a fingertip. It can live, you know, outside your body. You can put your focus wherever you want. And this this idea that you sit behind your eyes in, in your skull and look out at the world is completely self-generated and you can move it around. And um, and he showed us that mostly through the, you know, the night exercises when people are sneaking up on you and you're trying to focus in different ways. But it, I, it wasn't just listening or trying to look at an area. I was like, oh, wow, you're actually moving your consciousness around. Like you're awareness in, in very concrete ways and that blew my mind like straight away that was about halfway through my first week training with him um, and the second was that endurance is like a, a psychological phenomenon that you can 
you know, you think that your muscles are going to run out of gas and you're going to, you've got lactic acid and warmth and you just can't clear the metabolites. And on, on a biological level, you're like, yeah, I'm done. There's no coming back from this. But you can not only find a second wind, you can find a third, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, if you go deep enough on a psychological level, right? So that whole idea that endurance is pretty much a psychological characteristic right um those things that, that blew my mind once again right <laughs> kind of in that way um, and i think the third idea was um this idea that your state when you're fighting or or doing anything else your emotional state is paramount it's more important than anything else and when you're trying to learn to stemmer you shouldn't be trying to look at people and copy their movements and then try and do it better like they're doing it you should you'd be trying to feel the state that you should be in in which good work manifests itself and so if you're not thinking about that state you're kind of wasting your time right so those three things just jumped out at me and again and again and again and my students probably get sick of hearing them because i'm always like passing them through and all that kind of stuff but they just they changed the way i thought about training and life in general what what things have stuck out for you and maybe you know with the recency bias probably what you've just learned from Constantine last week is probably going to be one that jumps in there but um, but what things over the years have you learned from Constantine that you were like ooh there's a before and after there oh, it's a tough question the first time I met Constantine was at a fear seminar in Moscow well, quite a long time ago I would say 2009 or maybe 2008 2009 probably yeah uh, something like that but you're right. That's what's so tiring to work with Constantine is because it blow he blows your mind every time, <laughs> and uh, it's so tiring to <laughs> to realize how wrong you were this whole time. Mm. So if you see him every six months, it's a terrible thing because it's like, ah, oh, really? Uh, I was that wrong? Okay, I'll I'll do that again. And then, um, well, luckily, as Michael Ryapko says, apparently he said. Uh, trees don't see themselves grow, hmm. uh, and 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 sometimes you, you you keep beating on yourself or not beating on yourself, but, but, but just work, and then you see this team is like, oh, you know, this is wrong too. And then you, you you train, and then you go back to him and says, no, actually, this is wrong. Hmm. Then you go back, and then you say, it's a little bit better, but it's still pretty wrong, and it was the first step. Now you have to start from zero again and try to reach second step. Hmm. So it's very frustrating. Uh, a little bit sad sometimes and desperate, but eventually you feel more and more and more and more and more and, 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 and you go deeper and deeper and deeper into the work and you realize that you were just scratching the surface this last 10 years and now you have another world ahead of you. Um, like, I don't know, for example, this, this past seminar, uh, we worked a lot, two days were on knife uh, and, and we, we, it was funny because we, we really highlight how, like short movement on how to move and, and defend yourself against the knife. And two other days were only about sensitivity and feelings. Hmm. Uh, that was the my and uh, I talked with Constantine about it. I wanted to have at one point something very effective somehow, or very not downgrading for what Systema is all about, but very just to take the cherry on the cake. Oh, by the way, if you move and if you relax, that's what you can do. Hmm. Try to bring people to that direction. And then the two other days were just about feeling sensitivity, and that was just great. It was just awesome. Hmm. You know, and how how much deeper you can go. I tend to use that word again and again. I'm sorry, uh, but how much deeper you can go, just by feeling your face into a person, feeling the direction, the movement, feeling the blockages. It's all about learning about yourself. That's what's so fascinating about it. Um, do, do you have like one drill or one? 
training experience within there that, that sticks out right the weekend one drill that you maybe hadn't seen before that you that made you think differently yeah the maybe one that comes up right now is the um, you 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 take a partner by the fingertips so so let's say it's a right hand against right hand that's just the fingertips are touching hmm. right? and then one will be moving across across the room gently first and you have to feel how he moves and the thing is, if you react to the movement of, its, of, of his or her hand, you will always be late. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if your feet don't follow, uh, of course, you'll be even, the distance will be great. But it's actually interesting to, to learn to move from the movement and not from the, how you call it in English? It's uh, because the movement, there's an origin to the movement. When you see a hand moving, it's mm. just a part of someone's body moving through space. It's not the origin of the movement. The movement is, is deeper inside a person's body. The initiation, like, like the initiation of the movement or something like that? Mm. Yeah, the initiation. You have to react and you have to move. From the intention. Or at the initiation of the, mm. yeah, the, initiation of the body, of, of the movement. So the start of the, of the hand moving is deep inside the person's body. It's not the hand. The hand is just the consequence, so it's the center. Hmm. And, and, and even before the muscle, it's an intention. It is something happening inside that person yeah. that triggers the muscle movement deep inside the body that transferred to the hand. If you can start to see that, it's, it's, a, it's a new world. It's, it's a new world. Uh, for me, the Sistema is, is the art of, uh, of seeing hmm. with the body, with the mind, with eyes, the ears, everything. And often we don't, we don't look in the right direction. Yeah. You try to follow the hand, but it's not at the hand that you should look for, that you should look. And maybe it's not with your eyes. Yeah. That's what's so fascinating about it. Yeah, we had uh, so I mentioned I was up in the uh, HQ in Toronto a couple of weeks ago, and there was a class that Vladimir taught. Um, there, was, there was a drill that was kind of similar to that. It wasn't like a fingertip waltz, but it was like a, he would have five people standing one behind the other, like a, like in a chain, like caterpillars, right? And you have to put your yeah. toes, um, even to the extent that the toes are slightly bent backwards, um, on the heels of the person in front. Or like if, if they were wearing a shoe, it would keep taking their shoe off, right? It would keep flipping their shoe off in what I believe is known yeah. in North Carolina as a flat tire. Like school kids do it to each other and they step on the shoe and it comes off. Um, so you had four or five people lined up this way and they would start and then the person at the front just has to start walking. Um, and it was incredibly difficult to keep your like toes like in contact with the person's foot I mean, if you just had to kind of match steps like you were marching in the military it wouldn't be difficult to make your feet land at the same time as the other person but you don't realize that when you're doing that you're kind of compensating the other person starts first you see it feel it you start your yeah. motion and then you accelerate a little bit so that you catch up and then you end up in the same place and that's not difficult to do like in the same thing in music or something right you can start after somebody starts and then be like okay and we're in right and you can do that and it's easy but it's very very hard in music too right for everybody to be like go and everybody immediately comes in like that's the mark of a really tight band right when there's almost no counting and they they all stop perfectly yeah. and restart at the same time um this innate sense of timing and this feeling for where when the thing's going to start and he had us do this and it was just a shambles at the beginning it was just people <laughs> walking around like failing to keep pace with each other and there was also this kind of some people were still kind of a bit 
thrown off by the fact that if their bounce was a bit off and their butt was sticking out or something, then that chains all the way to the guy at the back. So that the person at the back is sticking their bum all the way out and he can't possibly walk, you know, keeping his feet forward because his bounce is out. Center of bounce is too far back. But he had us do this for a little while. And after a while, maybe 10 minutes or so, people just got into it. They felt it. They stood straight and they started walking in some semblance of unison you know um, and it really was about feeling well when does he think he's going to take a step forward right you had to feel that and you had your hands lightly on the backs of their shoulders and and when you stop trying to feel with your toes and just and, and look at the thing that was moving and you started to try and feel the intention to move or the initiation of the movement somewhere else then you could do it but when you just tried to think of it as a physical exercise it was almost impossible right and we went from there to then people just attacking with grabs or with a knife or something. And it changed the way that the two bodies inter started to move, right? You started to move a little bit sooner, not faster, just sooner in the interaction um, because you caught their movement a bit earlier. And I thought that was fascinating. It sounds like that's going towards the same kind of thing. Yeah, it sounds like it. It makes me want to try that uh, next class, which will be Tuesday. I'll try that. Yeah. We did something similar in the snow a long time ago with Constantine we were trying to march as one mm. you know, every time the boot in front of you would lift you had to I don't know put it in the same place so we have we would be using a minimum of uh, footprints mm. you have a crowd of 15 people but marching as one one in each other's footsteps that was already pretty difficult but the, the, the exercise you mentioned is great uh, I'll, yeah. I'll try that definitely I'll, uh, I don't know if I should be showing you, I'll be sending you a video, but I'll, I'll definitely be sending you a message to see how it went. I, I tried it with my, uh, I have a family class. So I have kids and adults training together once a week on the Saturday and I tried it with them and it was hilarious because you've got all different gate lengths, like little kids and adults. It was just, it fell apart really quickly, but it was, uh, but it was really funny. It was definitely worth trying. <laughs> nice. Great. Well, so, um, so You've you've mentioned a little bit that you um, you think a lot about emotions in your work of um, in therapy essentially in in helping people to get a handle on their emotions in one way or another um, whether it's recovery from trauma or from phobias or whatever it's going to be um, how do you see the link between feeling and emotion because this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately and something um, and mostly out of kind of reams of neuroscience and stuff that you think about in the idea that emotions are these public things that everybody can see, right? Emotions are displayed on your face and they're displayed in your posture. Um, and they're, they're essentially a set of body movements, right? Um, even, even the word emotion comes from motion, right? And that kind of stuff, right? There's some movement involved in emotions, whereas feelings are your brain's interpretation of those movements, right? right? So you, for example, you can, you can be expressing the emotion of anger, right? Your face contorts and your stomach feels bunched up and you, you know, you have tension in some places and not in others. Um, and that's the emotion, right? Other people can see it even if you can't. Um, but then there's quite separately, there's the feeling of anger, which is both your sense of those sensations. You can feel the tightness, you can feel the blood pressure shift, you can feel all of those things. But then you also have like a little... I don't know, video playing in your head of like an associative memory, like, oh, this is the last time somebody made me angry or last time I got angry, I couldn't control it, right? So there's this kind of soup of emotions and sensations and thought kind of all mixed up in the head. When, and that's what we call a feeling. And to me, people often confuse those two things. And then in training, it's very, very hard to tell people to be, say, okay, you, you look like you have fear or you look like you're afraid. And, and they're like, no, I don't. 
because in their head they don't feel it, right? They're, they're expressing it and their bodies have it, but they're, in their mind they're like, I'm not afraid. I would know if I'm afraid and I'm telling you I'm not afraid. <laughs> and so there seems to be this kind of confusion between the two and it's something that I'm trying to work through in various ways in drills to try and pass these two things out. Have, have you bumped up against that? And this is not something that I planned on talking to you about, but it just seems like you're uniquely qualified to comment on it. Well, thank you. I feel I feel flattered. Uh, yes, that's a very good thing. I don't know. I, I the, the the nuances are also quite uh, uncertain for me in English. Um, mm. But from your definition, uh, there is definitely a, a, a difference. Emotions are so important because that's what drives us mm. basically. Brain is very good at making sense of what was initially decided emotion on an emotional base. Yeah. Now the base of these emotions you have in as you mentioned, a whole system of reference, personal reference, um, based on what we felt when we were, I guess, uh, very young. Now, when you mentioned feelings, I have also, uh, do you link them with the feelings of uh, in the work with sensitivity, sensibility, the, 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 what you, the body feels, or is that another word? My English is, is limited, I guess. It, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a bit woolly. There's probably a Venn diagram here, right, with feelings and emotions and things that we kind of put in the middle. But usually feelings yeah. in feelings in English refers to something that you think you know about yourself, right? It's, it's like a, I have a feeling that this is going to happen. I feel like... I'm, you know, going to do this. It's, it's not intrinsically associated with the body, right? And in a way that emotions might be. Okay. So feeling is more related to, to intuition or something that you deeply know deep inside yourself. Yeah. I think it can. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Feeling and intuition can be used synonymously a lot of the time. There's some circumstances where you wouldn't, um, but feelings and intuitions. Yeah. Uh, for example, I have a book on my shelf right now written by um, Gerd Gerzeringer, I think his name is, and it's, it's all about intuitions and the science of intuitions. He's like a psychologist and it's called gut feelings. So intuitions are often termed gut feelings, right? Things you feel in your gut kind of that way. So yeah, feelings and intuitions are about the same. Yeah. Maybe feeling a very, a very, in the sense that you expressed them, a very, very primitive and mostly suppressed or repressed, I don't know how to say that, and covered by a range of emotions that are intriguingly, I mean, that are linked with these basic uh, feelings. Hmm. But a lot of times emotions shown are just a protection for a deeper, a deeper wound and we don't listen to our feelings to, because we were not taught to listen to that. So mm. the emotions are usually more socially accepted. Although in many, I've, I've come across many, many different sectors in which even emotions tend to be suppressed more and more and more. Yeah. Uh, because you're not supposed to show your emotions or you're not supposed to feel relief because your colleague is dead and he was an asshole and you don't like him. But everybody's <laughs> sad in the office. Yeah. So you have to feel sad. And so the person is actually repressing mm. her relief. Mm. And listening to her good feelings and trying to express, I mean, a contradictory emotion. And it's a very interesting field. It's very, it's very, it's very difficult to, mm. to, to summarize in, in a few 
uh, yeah it's, it's, again it's a big one and maybe it's one maybe we'll just have to do this conversation again and get you back on after <laughs> I'll, I'll fill you some questions some really deep ones as we go and we'll uh, we'll come back and revisit these but yeah for me it's just uh it's, it's something that i've only just started to explore and it's something that i picked out the, the distinction was something i got from outside of systema in you know listening to um reading books about uh, neuroscience and like the different where feelings come from mostly in researching my stress research the stuff that i do with people on a stress level right trying to figure out what's been said already about um stress and anxiety and depression that um that science knows and then trying to kind of marry that up with the practical knowledge that i've got from constantine and other people i'm like i know this works but i don't know why right <laughs> so i keep going back and yeah. trying to look for the things that i don't know the scientifically socially acceptable ex explanation for why this thing works you know um and and it's led me down the alleyway and I, i'm not sure at this point whether or not it's going to be a useful distinction to make or whether some of that is a blind alley um but i was just interested in your uh, in, in your viewpoint point on it so something that I think I'm going to continue to explore one way or the other. <laughs> Please do and keep me posted. Let me know. It's a fascinating topic. Uh, mm. I think it's like, because uh, talks a lot about the onions. Mm. And, uh, you know, the system helps you to peel the onion and go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. And, and often the emotions that is shown is, out, is, is on the outside. Mm. And then you peel that off, you have a deeper emotion and then a deeper emotion. Then at what point that emotion turns into a, a, a more basic feelings or more basic something other that you can call. Mm. That's another story. But, 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 but at the end, you, you, you find something very primitive that was learned at a very, very early stage so because the subconscious mind made a, a link or a connection. And, and, and the only way the brain was able to express this wound or whatever is by this outside layer of emotion that the person can show. Mm. Sometimes a person not even aware of, of often most of the time people are not even aware of how they feel about truly feel about expressing that emotion at that, at that part of the time yeah it's like when you, you meet a person and you say okay we're, we're gonna learn how to breathe and then the person look at you and say oh i i know how to breathe yeah <laughs> yeah or, or i'm actually you've seen them i don't know hundreds of times i guess you know oh i'm relaxed yeah and then you just see a piece of wood in front of you and you're just like, no, no you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's funny because that's what Systema is all about. When I think I'm relaxed, then I, I you know, I, I see um, Constantine, I see uh, a Vladimir, and then yeah. I realize how tense I am. Yeah. And how natural and how bad my breathing is. Yeah. And, and, and it's great because that's, it's always good to have this, this benchmark and this, yeah. Mind you, how much work there is to do. Yeah, definitely. That's why. That's why we train. That's good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Excellent. Well, I'm very glad uh, on behalf of humanity. I'm glad there's somebody um, like you that's putting your skills together and trying to help people figure out these problems and their issues about themselves. There's, of course, there's lots of different ways that people can, you know, heal themselves and things. But I, I think there's a really important place for people who work on kind of the frontiers between things you know that they try and kind of bring the best from something and from something else and sometimes truly you know magical inspirational things happen in those little confluences between fields that people haven't quite explored so so i, I find it fascinating and I, I hope we can chat again further down the line and um, stay in touch because I'll, I'll be very interested to find out more about your work too excellent i'd be, I'd be happy to find uh, to hear about more about your findings as well and uh, we definitely keep in, in posted it was a nice way to to meet each other yeah and hopefully we'll trade sometimes yeah hopefully. yeah let's make let's make that happen we've we've got a finnish master plan for my wife's family is german going back the way but they've been in you know america for 
too long. Um, so they're um, so she wants to go back and visit the place where her great great grandfather was from and all that kind of stuff. So we're trying to organize a road trip from where my relatives live in England all the way down through and into Germany. So it seems like uh, Switzerland could be definitely pulled into an en route thing on that one. So. I really hope so. Yeah, it would be a pleasure. Grand. So, is that so? If people are looking to find you um, online and they want to find you either in a systemic training capacity or in a um, hypnotherapy capacity, what, what's the best place for them to go? Uh, I have several websites. So, the easier way is to find me by my first name, my name. So, if you type uh, Vincent Herner, mm-hmm. H U R N E R, dot com, mm-hmm. you would find me. Then from there, you have a link to my hypnosis school, the, the uh, Systema school, and all the other stuff that I do. Grand. So it would be the easiest one. Great. Uh, and I'll stick that in the show notes for people who are uh, not listening in their cars because I don't want them to push buttons or are in their cars, clearly. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, if you're listening on the de- desktop, you can click on those and it will send you through. Bro, well, thanks so much, Vincent. It was a truly a pleasure. I really enjoyed talking with you and hopefully we can get you back on again and we'll discuss some more deeper issues next time. With a pleasure. With pleasure, Glenn. It was great. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about the classes, workshops, and seminars at NC Systema, please visit us online at www.ncsystema.com.